1: Hi, welcome to Being Home with Hunker. I'm Lori Gunning Grossman. In this In Case You Missed It episode, we're giving you a taste of who we had on the podcast in November. We spoke with interior designer and author Nita Freudenberger live at Hunker House in Venice, California, about a process for publishing design books. Then I talked about the holiday entertaining tips I shared when I was a guest on the news show Good Day New York, Feng Shui expert Amanda Gibby-Peters amazed us with her helpful advice on how to elevate the energy in our homes and in our lives through Feng Shui. And interior designer Victoria Sass talked about how she likes to amplify the stories that our homes tell through design. So enjoy this recap. If you're interested in hearing the full episodes, you can find them right here on the Being Home with Hunker podcast, or visit our show notes for direct links to each episode. And now... On with the show.
2: I think challenge number one truly is like the financial aspect of making a bug, which I think people should talk about because I think that's like, it's a little unfair, you know, like it's... Um let's talk about bookmaking. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's do design it. books are not like, you know, you're not selling 2 million copies. Huh. Who knows? But like Are no, you not though? I mean, come on. No, we are. We've <laughs> sold over we've sold over uh, like 120,000 copies. That's that's Amazing. for a design book that's enormous. Right. I understand like in the grand scheme of like the population of America that yeah. doesn't sound like that many. But you know, we're design-driven people, so we are the ones that are buying the books everyone in america is not buying design books right. which is the truth of it so right. we're not publishing a novel it's a very specific market mm. so i think like advances are not like enormous yeah and you have to decide, you know, for me, it's not a way of making a living, truly, mm-hmm. like interior design is. Doing books, the amount, you'd have to pump them out so fast. Plus, you would have to bring another skill set to the table. So you'd either have to be a photographer or you'd be willing to write your book. I can barely write an email, mm-hmm. as I told you. Yes, yes, uh-huh. So I'm not the right writer for the books. So, <laughs> and it's a tremendous amount of work, too. So you really have to be ready for all of that. And then also, it's really a team effort. There are a lot of voices sitting at the table, and you have to figure out what that is. Right. Right. You have an editor, you have their sales team, you have their publishing house, you have maybe an agent or maybe not. You have a writer, you have a photographer, you have yourself, and you have all the people that you're including in the book, if you're doing a design book or whatever, that you're trying to please or make Mm. sure that they're represented in the best way possible. So that becomes really challenging. That's a lot of people. Right. You know, even though it feels like there's just one name on the cover, that's actually completely false. Yeah. You know. So I think it's those things and you have to really love what you're about to do because it is like just so much work. have to really love the topic you're doing it on so yeah. it can't just be like a cool idea yeah. that like you want to see in like some cool bookstore. it better be something that like you deeply love because otherwise halfway along the journey there's no way you can make it because you know there's all this travel which sounds super fun but then I have to take every photo there are 3,000 of them I have to edit them down to 250 mm-hmm. I then have to have those edited I then have to put them in order and then decide which ones are going into the book I mean the narrowing down process is like bonkers you yeah. know Like, it's just, like, impossible. Yeah. And you're trying to tell a story and communicate and, like, come up with a cohesive vision. And for me, because it's so many different houses and the styles are so different, that there has to be a thread between all of that. And that's actually very complicated.
1: And then... I shared about how I was on the news show, Good Day New York, where I went on to talk about holiday entertaining. And one topic I discussed was how to set a holiday table with some budget-friendly ideas. So one thing that I was saying is that it's so lovely to bring in Mother Nature to your table at this time of year. So think about like jewel tones, like fresh fruits such as persimmon or pomegranates, because it's natural, it's inexpensive, and it looks gorgeous. And then you want to balance it out with some greenery. So we love eucalyptus. And what I showed them on the show was different varieties of eucalyptus. You can do a seeded eucalyptus and then um, just the other varieties of like the more leafy eucalyptus. It looks so pretty, so natural. Put in some different heights of candles. And then you can use any kind of dishware. You can use your everyday. You can use your grandmother's china. You know, if you're having a bigger crowd and you don't want to wash dishes, go for some bamboo dishes. They look gorgeous. You can get them on Amazon. Amazon. We also got some beautiful gold silverware on Amazon. So if you need more pieces for your guests, just go there. Um, what else did we do? Oh, yeah, we tied up some linen napkins with some twine. So again, the twine is totally affordable. It looks earthy. We just had like little name tags that we got at Michael's. You can write on it. You can write the person's name. You can write something you're grateful about the person on that. Or, you know, if you have paper bags like from Trader Joe's. You can just cut out like a little form of a leaf and uh, use that as the name tag. So again, nothing has to be super expensive. Make it natural, then stick in a little, little twig of like rosemary or a piece of eucalyptus in the napkin and it looks so pretty. Next, I spoke with feng shui expert, Amanda Gibby Peters. Amanda talked about the importance of addressing issues in our homes that need to be repaired from leaks to cracks.
0: So the best way to lead into that answer is, you know, one of the things that people ask me is like, what are the things that everyone should do? Or like, what are the things that like, I just need to know? Yeah. And again, this practice is so nuanced. It's thousands of years old. It's kind of hard to just you know, tidy it down to 10 bullet points. So what I tell people is there are three things to know. Everything is energy, everything is connected, and everything's always changing. So if everything is energy and everything is connected, that means that everything fantastic in your home is connected to you, as well as anything that's happening around your home that needs some attention Mm. is, you know, affecting you. Now, that's not to cause worry, but it is to say don't overlook the tasks just so you can buy the new couch, right? Like that's not going to compensate for what something is costing you. And those little repairs, or even sometimes the big repairs, we don't have the language for it because again, not everyone understands feng shui, but if you understood what it represented, you would feel more than motivated to take care of it. So when people talk about leaks, I'll give a really good example. You know, oh, it's just a little leak. It's not a big deal. Well, water represents our emotions and it represents money. So when you have this drip, 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 drip happening, that means that emotionally you're feeling drained and financially you probably have some leaks. Mm. And that usually makes people sit up like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, definitely, (laughs) yes.
0: (laughs) We and don't you don't want, want that, that link like, no. to get bigger.
1: <laughs> no, we don't.
0: <laughs> right. Or yeah. even like say pathways to the front door, say they're cracked or, you know, they, they need some repair. If you think about how energy travels to you, how things show up to you, you want them to have clear, safe passage, right? You don't want to give opportunities, any possibility of getting tripped up yes. on their way to you. So the best way I can explain to people to do this without going into a rabbit hole is to just start looking at things metaphorically, okay. right? So mm-hmm. if something's broken, that could mean something in your life or even financially, you feel broke. If something is cracked, it means that you're not seeing things clearly. If something is cluttered, that means energy is not moving around as easily as it could or you're not giving yourself the best reception right. for whatever it is you're calling. Like start to get metaphorical, and you might start making some connections to, oh my gosh, this here totally matches what's happening in my life right now. And finally, I had the opportunity
1: to speak with interior designer Victoria Sass about how she uses words and imagination to help her clients envision the design of their homes.
3: I think I'm always trying to get people out of the literal out of their literal minds yeah. and tap into sort of more of an emotional mindset. I can worry about the literal. How are we literally going to fill your home with furniture? And how many inches long does the sofa have to be? I can worry about that. And so I kind of want to encourage homeowners or our clients to think about things and their needs more abstractly. How do they want to feel? What season is it? I often try to have help them walk through like a almost meditational exercise of picture yourself in your finished space. And then really drill down into what are you wearing? What season is it? What time of day is it? What is in your hands? Are you eating something? Are you drinking something? What is the smell in the room? As many of those emotional, evocative sensations as we can get hold of, that is so rich for inspiration for us. I might not be able to recreate that exact moment, you know, put a cup of tea in your hand and make it seven o'clock on a Friday in the fall, but I can help build that environment based on those sort of like emotional triggers. And so sometimes I'm trying to like break that down and build that up constantly and help people separate. It's not just chairs and tables and sofas, it's emotions and adventures and things that you're eating and consuming like it's a whole world that you're trying to craft world building
1: and there you have it a taste of the episodes we had here on the being home with hunker podcast in november visit our show notes for direct links to these full episodes and for more information on our featured guests Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, Senior Designer, Maury Men, and Director of Audience Development, Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive. He talks about the importance of dressing